Welcome to the Spoutcast, where we spout off the news to those who drink from the well. My name's Jane Fawcett, and alongside me is, I don't know what to call you, Ben Wolburn. You can call me my name. That will suffice. I was going to say something like nice or funny. Heroic. Or, oh, right. Scholarly. Heroic is the, the very only Prince Charming, <laughs> Ben Wolburn. Any of those would have worked. <laughs> okay. Just great. All right. Here we are. Here we are. Every week we find ourselves here. Mm-hmm. So you know what's great about today, Jane? Tell me One what's One of my great. favorite things about today in Fresno is that it's in the 70s. Oh. And it's May. Yeah. And last week it was not in the 70s at all. You know, I went to San Francisco last week. You did? And it was, you knew that. I did know that. <laughs> I'm playing the, the card of oh, surprise. okay. Because the listeners are probably like, Wait, you went to San Francisco? <laughs> I had no idea. Um, Please tell me more. Okay, great. That's I'll what tell they're you saying in right their minds now. right now. While Perfect. Well, let me so satisfy continue. their appetite for more. Okay. Um, we went there for a planning trip for work and educational trip for work. And we walk in and they are like, we are so sorry. You hit us during a heat wave. Like, we just, it's never been this hot. And we're like, this is nice. Because it was mid 80s. Yeah. And... At home, it was a hundred. Yeah, something like that. Something. Miserable. So we were just like, "Oh, you guys have no idea. <laughs> They'd be wusses in Fresno." When you drove, like, did, did you go over the Bay Bridge? Uh-huh. I'm assuming. So we, Jeremiah and I, and Rick Quayar went to a Giants game like a week and a half or a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we got to the Bay Bridge, we rolled down the windows, and it so was like nice. the best feeling it's in the so world. So wonderful. Yeah, that fresh air, that fresh coast air. I used to want to live in San Francisco. Oh yeah, because I wanted to live in a cool place, like a like a cool like a cool place. As in the weather is cool. A cool place. I see what you're saying. Well, because growing up in Tracy is pretty similar to Fresno. Yeah, so so I didn't want to live in the heat. Yeah. So how? So what else did you? You went to a Giants game. We went to a Giants game. They killed the Or what you think was a Giants game. I mean, you yeah, were pretty far I mean, away. <laughs> I think it was a baseball game. I wasn't totally sure because I couldn't see or hear anything. Their seats were pretty high up there. Yeah, we had two boots. rows behind us to the very back of the stadium. And once I got to the top to where my seat is, I'm pretty afraid of heights. And I uh-huh. looked down and I almost had a panic attack. Yeah. Because it is like steep. It's a hike up to the top too. You're yeah. going up those stairs. I just thought like, this is great preparation for Israel. Oh yeah. But for it was sure. a lot of fun. Um The handout was unicorn bobbleheads, but you guys didn't get there in time, right? No, our tickets weren't Sadly. No, no, no. That wasn't the oh, like it was in the door your handout. Tickets weren't weren't. You had to have a certain right ticket something. to get this bobblehead. Oh, okay. And ticket. we tried to get one anyways, but didn't work. Didn't work out. Sad day. That's okay. Was it a successful time away for your team? Yeah, it was. I feel like we were able to have some good team bonding and get some good experiences with other places to um, see how we can do things better here at the well. Right on. Yeah. This this weekend, we uh, the Well Fig uh, campus softball team had oh. our first game. Yeah, and it was pretty great. Yeah, we actually didn't come out strong in mm-hmm. the beginning of the game mm-hmm. or for the first like four or five innings, but <laughs> we ended up winning in the end. That's great. That That's all great. that matters. The comeback kids won eleven to Don't ten. Don't call it a comeback. It was definitely a comeback. <laughs> you know that song? Don't call it a comeback. Oh, I don't know that song. Okay, sorry. <laughs> 
Uh, it was really fun, though. I am. Uh, I don't know if Robbie still listens to the Spoutcast, but I'm going to tell him right now. Robbie? You, you suck at pitching. You shouldn't be pitching ever again. Robbie, don't ever game. pitch. Um, so that's, that's pretty, sounds so mean. It sounds so mean. It does. Uh, Probably you're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. Like, you're just a terrible pitcher. You're just a terrible pitcher. So we still, we still love you. That was um, the talk of our welly dilly today. It was. This year in softball, they have like some more strict regulations on the bats now too. And so there's three bats that they like give to each team and you literally, the guys at least can only use those bats. And they don't have much pop to them. So I feel like I'm swinging for the fences and it's hardly making it out of the infield. <laughs> what can the girls use? They can use any bat they want. I know, double so standard, sexist. right? Very, very, I agree. I hate things like that. So softball is great. I feel like um, I get to go back to my glory days of baseball. Glory days. Yeah. You were that glory good, huh? Baseball. I mean, I wasn't that good, but it was my glory days. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, we got a good show for you guys today. We do. It's going to be great. Some yeah. good music, good discussion, mm-hmm. good guest, mm-hmm. all around good show. So music this week is, um, Carrie Job. She mm-hmm. just released a new album called Majestic. It's a live album. I seriously listen to that in my headphones a lot. I love it. I love it. There's oh. a song. Um, that you'll hear. It's called Forever, and it's like the perfect Easter song. It's all I oh, could really? sing in my head during Easter. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, great great music. So we'll have today. Carrie Job on for music. Mm-hmm. We're going to be discussing uh, Chapter 5 of Ephesians, yep. which Shay brought this weekend. So we'll be discussing that. And our guest for today is... Yeah, our guest is Pete Hingano. Hingano. Um, <laughs> he says it differently, but that's... Just how I can say it. Um, Pete is um, campus pastor for the Southeast Campus and a champion at the Belly Flop. A champion at the Belly Flop and just an all-around solid Yeah, good he's guy. a good guy. He's a good guy. So, so we yeah. got a good show for you guys. Um, I hope you guys can stick around to enjoy some discussion and interview with Pete. Oh, I got something to say. Oh, you got something to say? I got say a pretty what you good need compliment. You got a what? I got a pretty good compliment this weekend, this week. On what? On my voice. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you want to hear what somebody said to me? Yes. My friend Allie, she's on the Connections team. We were driving back from San Francisco, and she's like, Jane, if this whole working for a church thing doesn't work out for you, I've got another career that you need to go into. And I'm like, Allie, what is it? And she was like, you need to be a radio host. Oh, shoot. And I'm like, Allie, (laughs) I kind of already am. (laughs) I'm already living that dream. So I told her about the Spoutcast and um, And kind of made me feel good about myself. That's awesome. Right on. We've utilized, in WSM, we've utilized Jane's voice for for some of our uh, scripture reading, which has Mm -hmm. been great as well. Um, she's just got an all-around great voice. I mean, That's, what can I say? So we got a good f- show for you guys. Listen to a little bit of Carrie Job, and we'll be back with our sermon discussion in a bit.
the light of the gospel invades the dark spaces of our hearts, exposes the idols that are present there and the lies that they are, and then points us, that light of truth points us to the only true hope and source of hope, which is in Jesus Christ. And then the result of that light is that it transforms us so that we begin to see things differently and we begin to think differently and we begin to live differently. We begin to treasure things differently in the affections of our heart. And the fruit of that lasts over a lifetime. We're to walk in that light. But listen, let's be straight. If you've been around the church for any given period of time, if you've been walking with Christ for any period of time, can we just admit this process of leaving the old life and walking in the, in, the, in the newness of the life we've been given, in the light rather than darkness, can we just admit it's messy, isn't it? I mean, it's difficult. It's not easy and it's not perfect. It is a messy process. And that's why I love verse 10. Notice what Paul says. I love that this is in our Bible. It gives such hope, the phraseology of it here. Look at this. This is, the, this is the process of transformation. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Shay continued our series, Love First Love, this week with Ephesians chapter 5. And um, you heard a little snippet of it right there and how um, just the encouragement and reassurance of the trying to please the Lord and the, the messy process of, of transformation and in becoming imitators of God, as Ephesians puts it. Um, I liked how he, how uh, Shay kicked it off with, I mean, just that first verse and how it talks about being imitators of God. And just as he said, like, just as any children should mm-hmm. to some degree look like their biological parent, we should begin to look like our heavenly father. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it um, resonated with me a lot in the sense that um, my biological father, a lot of people will say, you are a spitting image of your father. Like, I've heard that so many times, even now I'll like show someone a picture of, um, like our family and they're like, you look exactly like your dad. And so it's, um, it was a great, uh, example for me just to, um, hit home for me. And I resonated with that. Um, so I really liked that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I thought, um, it definitely felt like a kick in the face a little bit in some senses. Um, I feel like Shay's good at that. Um, I like I like the that he gives. Well, I like the practicality of how he gives things of like how we're supposed to guard against moral drift in the beginning and then guard against mm-hmm. missional drift in the mm-hmm. end. Um and how guarding against missional drift is more of like being on the offense for things mm-hmm. and um like when we do ministry or live for the gospel or live for Christ or whatever, like it's so easy to look at that more as a task than like a heart change and a life change. And mm-hmm. um, he talked about like when those things happen is when we fall morally. Um, so I think it it hit me a lot about the no coarse jesting, no silly talk mm-hmm. and how he talked yeah. about um, that silly talk is using any language that dumbs down the gospel. Mm-hmm. And um he said something along the lines of like, why would you want to um, like live out the very things that brought you death? Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of hit me because I can be, um, I don't know, like sometimes I like crude humor and um, it hit me in the sense of like, 
that's not necessarily, um, it doesn't represent the gospel and it doesn't, mm-hmm. um, it dumbs it down. It, 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 uh, belittles it and, mm-hmm. um, just kind of challenged me to rethink humor and rethink what I find funny or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I found that convicting mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. Cause I, um, am often, in the jokester mode. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, he talked about that idea of the, the crew joking and, you know, you, like you said that literally, um, like turning something that was meant or good and turning it into mm-hmm. something filthy and like mm-hmm. just the, um, perversion of something like that, like turning mm-hmm. something good into something filthy. And, um, I liked kind of throughout his message, this one in my notes, I, it was very easy to have like a verse by verse. Cause mm-hmm. he, for some reason, it was really easy for me to take notes like verse by verse. Mm-hmm. And he'd often refer back to verse two and just that idea of walking in love. Mm-hmm. And he'd like talk about something and then there'd be maybe a temptation to um, to follow through with that thought in a negative sense. And then it says, oh, no, but walk in love. Mm-hmm. And so bringing it back to that verse and that common thread throughout and um, he talked about that idea that um, walking in love and how love is always the primary virtue. It is at the top of the list, like all the time. And mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I thought that was really, um, that was really cool. Yeah. I think it's cool too. Like Jesus's life is a demonstration of him walking uh-huh. in love for us. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I really liked too um, how he talked about um light and even talked mm-hmm. about it a little bit in the clip hit on it mm-hmm. um that a light illuminates the dark and sinful places in our lives um and the light of the gospel illuminates those things that were previously hidden to us that we like didn't mm-hmm. see anything wrong with um and then i love how he tied it into matthew 5 about how we are a city on a hill mm-hmm. and i hadn't thought about it in a sense of because he had said like I had thought about it before of like yeah you're walking in darkness and then you see this light and you go to it and then like you um see the difference obviously and it's not dark but he mentioned that um a city on a hill would illuminate the valley below Mm -hmm. and I just liked that picture of um that city that's that is providing light isn't just providing light for its city, but it's providing light for everything around it. Mm -hmm. And just thinking through like the gospel for me shouldn't just change me, but should change me for myself, but should change me to then move me to action to illuminate um, or for my life to be a representation of the gospel mm-hmm. for others to see, not just for my own mm-hmm. for self. Sure. So I liked that picture of how the city on the hill also illuminates yeah. what's around it and below yeah. it. And um, so that was a really yeah. cool. Yeah, I think it's a, I mean, it's a great visual because everybody can connect to the idea of light and darkness. I mean, mm-hmm. that constant battle that's going on um, just between something that illuminates and something that um, darkens and how mm-hmm. the idea that light will always cast out darkness. Yeah. And um, he talked about that idea that um, light in the New Testament is almost always a metaphor for truth. And like mm-hmm. that we, you know, as followers of Christ are bearers of that light, bearers of that truth and taking not just the defensive, but going on the offensive approach and bringing that light into the dark places. I mm-hmm. felt like 
for me, that was probably the most convicting part of the the message, just in the sense that sometimes I'll assess where I'm at and not in an intentional um <clears throat> I haven't intentionally gone this route, but I'll I'll find, I'll I'll feel like I'm in that holy huddle yeah. kind of thing, and just assessing the friends around me and the people that I surround myself with, mm-hmm. and there aren't that many people that it's me bringing the light to them. It's mm-hmm. just other people that have already experienced the light yeah. and already have that truth, and so um, really being on the offensive pr- approach and um, exposing the darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that idea that he talked about that idea that, that the gospel doesn't just save you from something, but it saves you for something. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, uh, you know, we're saved by grace and then just sit there and relax and um, sit on your butt for the rest of your life. Like, no, mm-hmm. you're you're called to go and make mm-hmm. disciples. Um, and so that was a, a good call to action, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and always, I, I, re- I just, I know I said it already, but just the idea of him tying it back to the walking in love and mm-hmm. how integral that is to the whole process of walking in the love of Christ while we're going through and sharing the truth of this of this gospel and the light and exposing those dark areas of the world and I thought that was he did such I mean Shay always does an amazing job of of <clears throat> tying that all together um but he did a great job this week too <laughs> yeah totally um I think another thing that that um I liked about is verse six that talks about um the sons of disobedience, and then in seven mm. it says, don't be partners with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it talks earlier that the sons of disobedience don't inherit the kingdom of mm-hmm. God. And that word partner, like, I don't think I've ever looked at the things that it names of, like, being sexually immoral, impure, mm-hmm. covetous, um, that, like, I mean, I know when you're involved in those things, like it's wrong, but like looking at it and seeing that you're partnering with the sons of disobedience and that when you do that, there's no inheritance Hmm. into the kingdom of God for you, Mm -hmm. um, for unbelievers. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, it seemed so much more weighty when I read partners, um, because you're partnering with somebody who doesn't want light to make a change. You're partnering Mm -hmm. with somebody who... Yeah. literally wants you to live in the dark mm-hmm. and reject Christ. Mm-hmm. So um, that mm-hmm. was just kind of something that hit me. And then I did love <clears throat> verse 10 where it talked a little in the clip of um, that it's um, that you're trying to... Um, trying to learn yeah, yeah, yeah. what is pleasing to the Lord. Totally, and how that is... Um, a process and it's not like you become a Christian and then you're Mm -hmm. totally like perfect. Like Mm -hmm. it's a process that um, is never done. Mm -hmm. And um, I think too, like just using that language of like we're walking in light. And I think like when I look at, it's not that you're um, even walking like communicates a slow pace, that it's not something that's instantaneous Um, that it's something that we do slowly. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you, I look at my life and I feel like everything I do is fast, fast, fast. Uh And um, I don't know if this is really going to make a ton of sense to anybody, but like I love cooking because that's the only thing I do slowly. Mm -hmm. And it's just so like, for me, it's so um, soothing. (laughs) I know this sounds weird, but like, (laughs) Um, I love chopping things slowly and I love 
doing everything slow while I cook. And like, so looking at the slowness, the slowness of walking, if this makes any sense, Mm -hmm. like that, um, that is a process that we should, as I, I know times that it'll be hard as we learn, but that we should savor and enjoy because I think those moments show us that, um, the Lord doesn't leave us through those things, mm-hmm. even no matter how fast or slow we are. Yeah, I thought, I mean, just tying it into that, um, like trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. He talked about that idea of um, we're going to test everything and mm-hmm. see whether it is of the light or of the darkness and mm-hmm. um, tying it back to the anatomy and like mm-hmm. just that idea of moral discernment and that like yeah. as you walk through your life, there's going to be things, I mean, imagine a ship at ship out at sea and there's going to be higher waves that come mm-hmm. and you know, you're going to have to discern what's right and what's wrong and the light from the darkness and be mm-hmm. able to um, adjust to those waves that come so that you're not you're not sunk out at sea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that was really cool how he tied that back to the anatomy and um, how even through this Love First Love series that there's it's so rich and um, rooted back in the AOD, yeah. um, which I thought was pretty cool. I thought too, I don't know if you've watched this series, but um, he tied or he talked about Band of oh, Brothers, yeah. which I absolutely <laughs> love that I've series. I've never seen it. I've watched it three times. And it's a long series. I I think it's probably like maybe eight to ten episodes. I don't know if that's right or oh. not. But but they're like long. They're like an hour and ten minutes or hour and twenty minutes oh, each. Okay. So it's almost like watching a movie each time. Um, and every time it's cool because bo- uh, all three times that I've watched it, like I've never watched it by myself. Mm-hmm. Like it's there's been a different group of guys in my life at each time that I've watched it, and like it'll be like the thing we do. And we bond together and just walk, watch as these these people go through this this journey together. And um, I loved how he tied it. He talked about that, um, how he tied that into the immorality and how they, when they had a break, they went and did these th- these things. And mm-hmm. you know, one of them went and was trying to rape a woman in a barn. And like when they lost sight of what they were, what their purpose was, they, they just got lost. They they lost their purpose. And then they mm-hmm. saw. For the first time throughout the whole series, they saw this concentration camp, mm-hmm. and it was it was kind of I mean connecting it back to this, it was kind of like seeing you know those who have been exposed to the light and bearers of the light, seeing those that are still in, trapped by the darkness, mm-hmm. and being like, oh, this is why we're doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We need to go in there and free those that are still trapped by the darkness. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool, and that series has just been. I watched it last year when I was at. Um, Mount Hermon and I lived in a house with nine guys and and we'd like it for a couple weeks it was like our nightly thing we'd put band of <laughs> a, a new uh, episode from Band of Brothers on and yeah. like sit and watch it and um, it it's good you yeah. can't watch it by yourself you got to have like a band of sisters that watch watches it together <laughs> or something so I definitely uh-huh. embarrassed myself last night as he was telling that story because oh, I had yeah? heard him tell that story before uh-huh. but um, I thought he was about to like say how the series ended. So I looked to my friend next to me and not in a whisper, like in my normal plain voice, I was like, is he about to give the ending away? And, <laughs> and then I hear you from, <laughs> I don't know, but I realized like, wow, I just said that really loud, but that was embarrassing. <laughs> Did anybody turn and see you? I don't know. I looked uh, down. <laughs> I've had that. Oh man, that happens to me oftentimes where I think I'm whispering and then I'm not. Yeah. I definitely thought I was whispering. <laughs> definitely thought. 
Um, so that was a great sermon. Um, we'll continue on next week, finishing out um, chapter five of Ephesians um, mm-hmm. in our Love First Love series. I believe Brad's teaching next week. So um, we'll be discussing mm-hmm. his um, message next week. Coming up next, we have Pete Hingano on the show. So stay tuned through a little bit more Carrie Job, and we will be back to interview Pete Hingano. Hope you guys are enjoying a little Carrie Job in our intermediate sections of the Spoutcast. She's a phenomenal singer and songwriter. I'm assuming she's a songwriter too. <laughs> she's she's really at least a good. singer. She's really good. Yeah. Jane likes her a lot. I like her a lot. Today we have a special guest on our show who is uh, a well, um, a well-known, well <laughs> person. I'm going to use that. Pen's just all about all the well today. jokes today. Um, his name is Pete Hingano. Is that, did I pronounce your last name right? It's uh, it's really pronounced Hingano. Oh. Okay, Hingano. Um, but people pronounce it Hingano, so I just go with it. Okay, so, <laughs> so I just go with it. Yeah. Just go with the flow. So Pete has a new role here at the Well that he stepped into a few weeks ago, and um, he was involved already with the Well in a, in a kind of a different context and in the community of Fresno and Sanger specifically. Um, so, Pete, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, um, maybe like a minute or two, just about Pink Hingano. <laughs> is that is it just bad if I try to do it? Should I just not we even try? We should just call Pete. Yeah. I'll just call Pete. He looks Pete. like he'll beat us up if we get it wrong. <laughs> um, well, first, um, I'm from New Zealand. Uh, I was born in New Zealand in 82, uh, okay. moved to the States in 94. Uh, my father was a pastor, and he so he wanted to, uh, um, you know, just get his master's and in psychology. So okay. uh, we, he moved to go to UC Berkeley. Okay. And then when we moved here, I um, went to a high school and started playing football after my freshman year, starting in letters for college. And, okay. and then he was like, man, you can go play football somewhere. So let's just stay here and kind of, hmm. kind of do that. And so my sister joined junior college um, and then um, eventually graduated from Fresno state. Um, and, kind of the big reason why we stayed was the fact that we can go to school. Okay. And cool. so um, because everyone back home in New Zealand, um, it's either a tech school or university. There's, there's no – that's and okay. to go to university, you have to be, like, super smart. Yeah. Okay. So gotcha. uh, the opportunities to go to school in America are greater, so we Very stayed. Cool. So cool. been there uh, ever since, moved to Sanger in 98, went to high school there junior and senior year, met my wife my junior year in high school. High school sweetheart. Uh, we yeah we dated in high school on and off and then broke up in college and then she went off and found um, found Jesus Christ and I went off and lived my life and then um, 
then she kept on like just praying for me just huh. okay. uh just you know because she is who she is she just prayed for me and didn't hmm. really um know the future but um eventually we i kind of came back around and that's cool hmm. um and uh found a, a journal of her praying for me years oh, later wow. after oh, cool. we got so married so yeah so i'm married um anniversary is tomorrow oh years. wow so 10 years you said eight years eight years that's eight years. awesome happy and anniversary eve thank you <laughs> i have two kids who with uh a lot of energy. Troy, that's four years old, and Linnea, that's two years old. So oh, wow. You're a little bit about me. Very so. cool. Very cool. So you have been, and how long have you been involved in any context with, with the well? Like with the well. So or? about three years. Okay. The first day I went to the well was two weeks before Shay moved from Fig to oh. Texas. Okay. Okay. So that was kind of like my first time at the well. We always, every now and then, maybe once a month or something, we went to the well years ago when it's only at Fig, the evening services, yeah. okay. when they had, when they went through Song of Solomon, they had all the guys uh-huh. sit to the right and all the girls uh-huh. sit to oh, the left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we would go to that. And But um, once I got in, like, in youth ministry, we, you know, time just, you know, we ran out of time and just mm. weren't able to attend. But we gotcha. knew once we stepped down from that role, we wanted to, um, look for a church so we're like okay well, let's take a whole year to church hop uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, came to the well one uh, the first Sunday and just stayed just stuck. Ever, just stuck ever since <laughs> that's awesome Very were you cool. at FIG then too yeah okay. so that okay. FIG we didn't even know about the other campuses oh really <laughs> yeah that's so, awesome yeah so we walk in and it was like well look there's a you know there's a, a, a thing on the on the screen with uh-huh. three different campuses oh, so yeah. cool so huh. yeah so that was really cool to see and just and that was when they kind of started rolling out anatomy of disciple and, okay all right um, very cool and just and saw other people from sanger area okay and just really felt connected and hmm. uh, you know heard god's words being preached boldly and hmm. my wife and i looked at each other I was like yeah we found home so. that's awesome yeah jinx so how did that lead <laughs> how did that lead to uh the seminary uh that whole yeah process. so um so when we first started going to uh fig uh i just finished youth ministry and i was a college dropout and so um i remember going while i was going to fig i was like man i gotta go back to get my school i gotta finish mm-hmm. it up so i mm-hmm. uh, went to fpu to the degree completion program and um, jumped in the christian ministries uh oh, that cool. program and then um i had one of my classes was uh uh, biblical perspectives, huh. and we're diving into one of the books, and I kept on asking all these questions, and and the professor was like, "Well, you know, you're asking a lot of questions. You you should consider going to seminary." Mm. And mm. I was like, "Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was like, go seminary. That's the last thing I wanted to do to be be like my my father who huh. was a pastor. Yeah. I was like, I did not want to be that. Hmm. And then when I was done um, with FPU. And, um, you know, had the opportunity to go up north and be an assistant pastor up there and teaching. I realized, man, I want to go to seminary to learn so that I can properly and, you know, effectively communicate Mm -hmm. God's word. Mm -hmm. Um, Not so that I can have this, the letters after my name, but that so I could be, you know, kind of like how Brad and them are. They're just, they communicate it so effectively and Mm -hmm. so well. I I wanted to be like that. Mm -hmm. So. Very yeah. cool. That's cool. So, so you're at Western? Western. Yeah, nice. Western Seminary. So That's cool. One, one of my, probably, I think maybe my first memory of Pete and maybe many other people's too was when you are first on staff or uh, <laughs> all these seminary interns as well um, who are also um, on staff. Um, when they first come on, there's a belly flop. 
comp i don't know for if it's competition guys. yeah but Contest. for the guys yeah emphasize this for the guys <laughs> at brad's house so all the staff goes over there on a tuesday afternoon and there's food and stuff and then everybody does a belly flop and then there's judges that judge and all that yeah. and pete's definitely stood out yeah uh, above the rest <laughs> uh-huh. uh, i think with his uh his background in new zealand and and with a little bit of rugby yeah. the the haka came <laughs> the out haka came out very strong <laughs> okay i do have to say pete it was before i really knew who you were no Nobody and knew you kind of get this like crazed look in your face when yeah. you do it. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> and I was really glad I was on the complete opposite side of the pool because you look like you were about to come out and it, rip someone's head off. Well, I remember learning the haka when a uh, young age in New Zealand. Um, the, they teach you, 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 it's either all the way or don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either so if you're doing it by yourself, you still have to like take it to the top yeah. or or mm-hmm. it like if there's any kind of like embarrassing uh, mm-hmm. you know embarrassment happening they they don't even try it like, yeah. and so um yeah so that's it's kind of well you definitely well, owned you definitely it. sold it and, <laughs> it very, and very well. in fact won the belly flop contest because of it yeah so it was crazy cuz you know I you know they always talked about the belly flop you know contest but I didn't actually think it was a contest I thought it was just and I was like, man, like you know, yeah, initiation kind of yeah, thing. You yeah, have to do and this. so, <laughs> you know, within the whole announcing, Brad's announcing all. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, this is deal. a contest. Yep. This is a big hmm. deal. And uh-huh. so, you usually do the haka between any kind of competition. Mm-hmm. And nice. so, yeah, and so that's. Uh, I was like, I saw these guys in the Superman suits uh-huh. and yeah. the cowboy thing, and I was like, <laughs> man, I didn't do anything special, so. <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll do the haka. So. And you even had your team um, for broom hockey when we had staff retreat do the haka, right? Yeah, we, we did that. Um, you know, our team leader was uh, was Dave Albald, and so uh-huh. he's been in New Zealand, so he's all okay. about oh, that, very that, cool. that, oh, that nice. haka stuff. And so, yeah, yeah he was like, that dude, we got to Yeah, the haka life. <laughs> and so, um, so he was all like, he was like, we have to do it for broom hockey and That's stuff. That's awesome. But, yeah, That's very cool. So. And then recently, so I don't know if it was like two or three weeks ago, you recently took a, a new role at the well. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, the new role is Southeast Campus Pastor. Um, it's it's pretty crazy how it happened mm-hmm. um, just because Dave Oswald, you know, does an amazing job as being a campus pastor. Mm-hmm. And I, I would never have thought to, to be able to be in this role or even have the opportunity and um, he called me up and some things happened, you know, transitions were happening and they're moving him to kind of be in the counseling era mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, just help out with that. Also help out with North AM and um, and wanted to uh, kind of lift me up and be a CP. And mm. I remember him calling and, you know, it's my wife and I have been praying for for a, a job or, you know, just kind of like, God, mm-hmm. you know, I know you're going to take care of us just um, you know, we don't know when, but you know, we know that when you do, you will. Mm-hmm. And so, got that phone call, and um, out of all the days, um, that day I called in sick. I texted Dave that morning, "Hey, I'm not gonna come in. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm sick, not feeling good." And so, and then he huh. calls me a couple hours later, and I, I jumped out of the bed and just <laughs> kind of <laughs> called my wife, and yeah, and told me about that. And um, yeah, now we're in a few weeks into it, and. I'm having fun. It's yeah. it, it's a job where 
I, I, I've been saying I'm a highlighter, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of like somebody hi- highlighting a book, like, you know, one of, everybody's like, well, so what do you do? I was like, oh, spiritual formations, you know, finding people that, that do things, highlight them, mm-hmm. lift them up and finding other people and connect mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And so like, you know, and, and just trying to highlight what's going on in the mm-hmm. Southeast um, mm-hmm. area and, and just try to connect people together yeah. um, because, you know, so there's a lot of people doing things, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I feel like as, as in my role, um, I've been kind of given a highlighter to highlight what's going on yeah. and kind of be like, hey, this is what's going on. You guys should talk. Okay? Yeah. This, hmm. You guys should connect and, and maybe it get, becomes bigger like that. So, sure. yeah, so that's why I've been calling myself a highlighter of what's going For on. Sure. So. Cool. And had you been involved with the Southeast Campus since it uh, launched? Yes, okay. um, was the worship leader there. My okay. wife and I was the worship leader. Um, she was the lead vocalist, and I just played the uh, the guitar. And um, but we were involved. That was one of the reasons why we moved back. That after moving away for a year, uh, we moved back when Dave called and um, one of the hills. I like, dude, I want you guys to come and help out with opening up Southeast. Um, and so we prayed about it, and then the opportunity to go to seminary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, after being up there for a year, and I already said I kind of want to go to seminary, mm-hmm. and having that opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. So we decided to move back down and um, move back to Sanger, around the corner from my parents' home, um, from Liz's parents' home. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was it was move it was you know it was homecoming, and mm-hmm. so that's really it was, cool. it was nice to be back. So that's awesome. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Very cool. Cool to hear a little bit about yourself. I feel yeah. like I didn't know many of those things before before sitting yeah. down today. So, yeah. um, cool. one of the things that we like to do with our guests is a little game called Two Truths and a Lie. And so Pete has been briefed on this, and he'll I'm really hopefully hopefully be able to stump both of us. Um, we'll see. So you'll just go ahead and deliver your three things, okay. and then Jane and I will try to guess which one's not true. All right, number one. My wife, Liz, in the past 15 years that I've known her and has gone back to the island of Tonga more than I have. Okay. Number okay. two, I had a tryout with uh, the Indianapolis Colts football team what? in 2005. And number three, I've had 11 concussions. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So there it goes. <laughs> 11 concussions. That's. Intense. I'm going to say... That uh, Liz has been back to Tonka more than you have. Okay. As, as my lie? Yeah, that's okay. your lie. I'm going to guess uh, the 11 concussions Okay, is a lie. So what is it? <laughs> my The 11 concussions is a lie. Oh! oh! What is it, like 15? No, <laughs> no I, I, it's funny. I haven't had any concussions. You haven't? Oh. No concussions. Wow. So. That's that's good for being in football. Yeah. So. But you tried out for the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> no, in 2005. Yeah. I, I had or a tryout. You, oh, you had so, a tryout. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, playing football, fullback for Sac State. Um, I had a you coach. Play, I didn't know you. Oh, I feel like maybe I didn't know that. Yeah. I went to Sac State. Oh, you so, did? Yeah. Oh. Go Hornets. Go Hornets. Pinky. Stingers Stinger. up. <laughs> <laughs> now we now we can do that across the office. Yeah. Hey Pete, go Hornets. Yeah. My coach will always say stingers up. That's stingers so up. funny. I had a friend who graduated from Sac State. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right here. Okay. Somebody else. <laughs> now you have a friend that dropped out of Sac State. So. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, just it's it's crazy. You know, two thousand five they I had a tryout. They're like, dude, we'll fly you out. Um, we need a fullback, and that's the position I played. And, okay. 
Um, and it's um, I ended up not taking it, just kind of like I'm done with football. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crazy thing is, is they went on the next year to win a Super Bowl. Oh, oh wow. so crazy! But that's how life has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, I, you know, just I, I keep I always tell this story to the youth um, because I when I when I chose not to go, I was hanging, I was with the youth, mm-hmm. um, but I also was like. One year into my marriage with um, no no we're still we're one year away from my marriage with okay. Liz, hmm. and and I knew my tendencies like to be away from her mm-hmm. and to be around football players and be around that atmosphere. Hmm. I knew if I were to go back into it yeah. now with like a few hundred thousand dollars in my pocket, uh-huh. hmm. um, I, I knew that I would probably fall more you know huh. into that, and so that was hmm. one of the big reasons why why wow. I stayed. So That's really yeah, cool. so. So two thousand awesome. how what how old were you in two thousand five then? Nineteen eighty two. Twenty three. Three. Yeah. Okay. So, so wow. That's yeah. crazy. That is. That's yeah. a cool story. That is yeah. really cool. Pete, it has been a privilege and an honor to have For you sure, on the spout <laughs> today. He's never said that about anyone. Really? Oh have man. Have I not? I don't think so. Wow. You're the first, Pete. Well done. You. you really, yeah. you really stood out apparently to me. <laughs> he likes you a lot. I like you a lot. I mean, stingers up, go <laughs> Hornets. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna listen to a little bit more Carrie Job, and then we'll be back to close us out for this um, this week's podcast. So listen to a little bit more Carrie. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us through some Carrie Job. I hope you liked it as much as I do. Um, so not a ton of announcements. No, we got, I mean, we got the baptism service coming up June 8th. Sure do. True thing. So you can sign up for baptism online to start that process. Mm-hmm. Thewellcommunity.org. It is under the About Us tab. You'll click on baptism. Mm-hmm. You know what else we have coming up? What? That is not for everyone, but is for... Us. <laughs> What's that, Jane? And so sounding it's starting to sound children. pretty exclusive. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's not like super exclusive. Then what's coming up that we're both really excited about? Uh, Starts with a farkle and ends oh, with a ball. Oh, far- <laughs> farkle ball is yes. coming up <laughs> next weekend, uh, May sixteenth and seventeenth. We're having. Uh, the 16th is high school Fargo ball and the 17th is junior high Fargo ball here at the um, North Campus. It's going to be awesome. We I got can't some, wait. We got some cool things planned. This is your first Fargo ball. This is my first. This is like, this is the last event that I've never seen that oh. WSM has done. So you've almost been, well. When did Other you than summer on? stuff. I came in the end of August. So my okay. like first day was state of the church last year. Oh, so. that's right. 
That's right. Yep. So Fargo Ball is coming up. Also, if you are interested in supporting our um, Mission New York team, Mission New York team, this Friday, the 9th, yep. Yep. from six. I have no idea. Well, it's from like six to something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on uh, if you go to the WSM High School page on Facebook, you can see there's it's a from link six post to eight thirty. Six to eight thirty. Do you have the address? On All there? you can eat pasta fundraiser. All you can eat pasta fundraiser. We have twenty students and four leaders that are going to Mission Mission New York this summer um, for eight or nine days, and they are doing a fundraiser to help fund their way to New York. It's a great crew that's going. So mm-hmm. if you want to um, come get to meet some of them and eat some pasta and support them financially on their um, trip to New York, please do so. You can find out more information on the WSM High School Facebook page yep. or um, talk to Jane or myself and yeah. we'll let you know. Um, so that's coming up as well. It's true. It's just WSM promo time right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again for listening in this week. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. Fresno's <laughs> going to be in the cool 70s, maybe maybe oh, reach the low 80s man, this week. Ben. And uh hope you have a enjoy uh, a joy-filled week. Cinco and de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Feliz Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> ay, 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 arriba. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is the spout. And we're out. Water
in the storm.